Unstoppable Success Radio, Episode 60. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, helping entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners around the world skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. Now, here's your host, Kelly Roach. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am super pumped to have the fabulous Ace Chapman here with me today. Welcome to the show, Ace. Kelly, so glad to be on. I'm excited to to jump in and talk about buying and selling businesses today. I am pumped to have you here. So let me give everybody a bit of a rundown and then you can, you know, fill in any gaps. So just so that you guys know a little bit about Ace, he bought his first business at 19 and he leveraged $3,000 that he saved from working the summer before to buy a $70,000 business when he was uh, getting ready to head off to college. Over the last 16 years, he's bought over 40 businesses, everything ranging from a mortgage company to a clothing retailer. And right now he's seeing an absolute explosion in the market for businesses that are being sold for under $2,000. There's millions of baby booner businesses that will bring their business to the market in the next decade so they can retire. During the recession, many baby booners want to sell their company but decided to hold off until better economic times. At the same time, many entrepreneurs are realizing the risks associated with starting from scratch are too high and are deciding to buy an existing profitable business instead. Business sales saw a spike in 2013, and while we saw a 68% increase in 2013, according to bizbysell.com, business brokers expect 2014 and 2015 to be even bigger. 2016, you're going to tell us, Ace, what that's going to be looking like, right? And what, yeah. what's projected there. And so, you know, Ace began working with first-time business buyers of business buyers to help them to find, do their due diligence and um, acquire their own small business. He's had a lot of people who find him and ask him to invest in deals. And he says, I'd rather show you what I'm doing than take your money and have to split my returns. So Ace, you are in the business of helping people to either find the right business to buy, or if they're in the market, find the right buyer to sell. Yes? Exactly. So, you know, this all started by happen chance. I bought my very first business back when I was 19. And it was just a, a, a case of pure uh, luck. You know, I had no idea that this whole world of buying and selling businesses even existed. And it's amazing to me still to this day, the veteran entrepreneurs that have been around for a long time that just don't think about the opportunity to go out and buy existing businesses. And, and also, you know, one of the things I'm excited to talk about today, they also don't think about building their business into a product that is going to be sellable as well. So it started with that very first transaction, and it was an introduction to this world of of buying and selling existing profitable businesses. I love it. So Ace, you you hit the nail on the head. You had me at my heart. You knew why I wanted you on the show today. I want small business owners and entrepreneurs to be thinking about building a life 
long business that they are envisioning what they want the end to be. And at the end of the day, a business is either going to have to be sold, passed on, or shut down. And most of us don't think about that in the everyday of running our businesses. But at the end of the day, we really do need to decide what we want that to look like. And if it's something that we really believe in and we're passionate about, and of course, most entrepreneurs are, it's super critical that we be making decisions now that are going to impact those things later, right? Exactly. Every decision that you make right now can impact the long-term worth of your business. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, a a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're focused on the here and now. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to make our business as successful as possible today. And we want to be able to extract out as much money from that business and in some cases, especially when it comes to record keeping and, and uh, some of those other skills that a lot of entrepreneurs just don't have as much fun doing, they can be uh, cutting their, their own hand in, in the ability to go out and sell their business at the maximum price or, or even at a premium above what it what most people would, would pay for it otherwise. Yeah, no, totally agree. So I, I have a lot of questions that I want to dig in here today and I want to move pretty fast because there's a lot I want to cover with you, Ace. The first thing I want you to help break down for our listeners are what are those top three to five things that you come across all the time that are going to be the make or break as to whether or not someone's able to get um, the asking price that they want for their business or make a profitable sale of their business where they can retire comfortably and and go move to that island that they want to be on? What's going to make or break that for them? The very first thing is that the business is profitable. So nobody wants to buy a business that isn't profitable. And so part of that is it, it being profitable. The other part is proving that it's profitable. So a lot of entrepreneurs, our goal is to minimize the, uh, our tax liability. So we put as many extra expenses and, and all of those things into the business. And uh, we, you know, we, we end up saving on taxes, but long term, we're hurting ourselves as far as the ability to sell the business. And so one of the things that I encourage people to do is, is to two years before you think you're gonna sell that business, start to show what it's really capable of. You know, take out some of those expenses that aren't really necessary that you really just threw in to decrease your tax liability. Mm-hmm. Now, in a, lo- in a lot of cases, you can still sell a business that uh, may be making money, but you're adding expenses in and you can show that uh, potential buyer, hey, well, this expense you won't isn't really necessary. And, you know, this is where I just supported my little league, uh, my son's little league team. And, you know, that's not necessary. This is where we went on a trip. But there's you're not going to make as much money on that sale as if you are able to just show like, hey, here are our true, you know, audit by my accountant uh, uh, profits. And you're not having to play this guessing game of is is this really going to make money or not? And so a lot of businesses get sold at a huge discount because they're having to convince the person that it's making money as opposed to just showing that it's making money. The other tough thing is the calls that we get from people who've poured a lot of time and effort into a business that isn't profitable or just very low profits. There, It's amazing to me the number of entrepreneurs that unfortunately 
are making, uh, you know, not much more than, than minimum wage, uh, which really means that the business is, is losing money. Because if you put somebody else in who has as much talent as that entrepreneur, they're going to demand a market salary. And so, and overall, they may be barely eking out a living, but the truth is a business buyer is going to come in and look at that business and feel like it's it's uh, losing money. And so with those deals, you got to get in and start to increase profitability or take the lean startup methodology and, and really cut losses and move on to the next thing. Because I've got plenty of people that reach out to us and they want to sell their business. They're completely exhausted. They're like, man, I just don't even want to go in tomorrow. Can you guys just come and take it first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. And in a lot of cases, we take over those businesses for nothing. Um, and, and so trying to plan out, like, this is where we're headed. This is when we're going to hit profitability. That would be the the number one is, is hitting profitability and then showing that you're profitable. Yeah, absolutely. And even to back up a little bit further there, Ace, you know, one of the things I come across when I start uh, coaching uh, a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs is that that documented system for their accounting isn't necessarily in place. They're maybe not looking at a profit and loss statement for their business every month. They don't really have a good handle on where the money's coming in and where it's going out and what return that they're getting on the investments that they're making. So, you know, I I love that you're pointing that out for everyone. And I want to back everybody up even a step further and say, that means week to week, month to month, making sure that you have those accounting systems in place and that you are working with a bookkeeper, that you are, you know, looking at reports on an ongoing basis so that you can chart your course out. And like you said, Ace, you know, plan for where you want to be, when you want to be there and make the adjustments at the right time to be in a position to do that, right? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really crucial. You know, I, I, if you are in a business and you don't know what's going on in that business, you're not able to make the, the proper um, uh, decisions. And, uh, you know, we go over just it's yeah, it's just incredible the number of entrepreneurs who own a business and don't understand, you know, why a cash flow statement is is totally different from a profit and loss statement and w- how you need both of those to really know the story of what's going on mm-hmm. in, in your business and comparing them to the income statement. You know, just really starting to, to learn that because it's it's like the you're being able to understand what's going on with your health. You know, when you right. go to the doctor and they're telling you these things, you know, you may need to go back and research it. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing you meet with your accountant, you know, going back and really digging in and understanding the health of your business. So that takes us to the next thing, which is uh, nobody really wants to buy a job. You know, yep. if you're in yes, that sir. business and you're working every day, you're putting in a ton of hours and you know, we're, as entrepreneurs, we get that, you know, we're willing to put in 80 hours to our, for ourselves to avoid a 40 hour a week job. <laughs> but when it comes to selling that business, that that business buyer wants to buy an asset. And yep. so they aren't looking to go and pay for a job. So you have to have the systems in place. You got to have employees in place. And not only is that great, and this is the interesting thing about a lot of these uh, tips. And not only is that great for you as the uh, the the for for the biz for you as the business seller, and you know being able to sell the business at a premium, but it's also great for you as the business owner because you know at the end of the day we we do this 
not just to you know feel like we we have this thing that we're on we own and we're in control of but we do this to be able to spend more time with our families to create a lifestyle uh, and to build long-term wealth and by pulling yourself out of the business starting to work on the business instead of in it you end up in a situation where uh, you're able to just have a lot better life in addition to being able to sell your business at a premium. Well, and that's exactly why I value so much having you on the show today, Ace, because these are the kinds of things that by starting with the end in mind and building your business and assessing it day to day now, you're not going to have to scramble down the road and try and figure out how you're going to position it this way. It's like, hey, let's make decisions today so that we can enjoy being entrepreneurs. Let's make decisions today so that we can live the life that we promised ourselves and our families that we would create when we started the business in the first place. And it's those same very things that are going to also allow us to get, you know, a, a great price if and when we do decide to sell. And and I love, you know, what you said about that, you know, no one wants to buy a job. And I think too many entrepreneurs have resolved themselves to like, that's what it's going to be like running and owning your business. And, and it does not need to be that way. But you know, one of the things we talk about on the show a lot is kind of going through that exercise every day of, you know, what can I automate? What can I outsource? What can I delegate? Or what needs to be delivered? deleted completely. And I think the emphasis is on what needs to be deleted completely, because if you're working 80 hours a week and you're barely taking home an income, then, you know, 99% of what you're doing is ineffective and could go away tomorrow and it's not going to impact your income, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, it's, it's funny. I talk a lot about this, even from the perspective of business buying that, you know, there's so much information out there about starting a business, about that startup phase. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even when it comes to, to buying businesses, I was always frustrated for the last 16 years that I would look for information and like 99% of the information was about starting a business from scratch. But the, and, and so it was tough to figure out, okay, how do I go out if I want to buy a business and, and do that? If it, you know, it's already existing and it's, it's profitable. The other side of that though is, the, while we celebrate entrepreneurship and we celebrate starting, we also don't celebrate being a business owner, mm -hmm. which is a different, whole different skill set. It's a lot of the things that, that you're talking about. You want to put your CEO hat on which isn't as, as cool, you know, nobody really is, is talking about the hottest and latest CEO of mm -hmm. GE who is, you know, just going in and running a business every day and just making very simple decisions. It's, it's not the latest Facebook strategies or the latest, you know, Instagram growth or Periscope or, you know, Meerkat and the list goes on and on and on to all these things that we hop from and, and hop to and, and all of that. And uh, getting into that more boring and mundane process of okay, this is what, it, what, what this is what we need to do next. We need to outsource this, and I need to sit back and create the systems uh, and, and operating procedures, which actually is is one of the the other big factors is creating your SOPs. You know, having your your standard operating procedures that run your business for you. And, and one of the things that I do whenever I take over a business and I'm going through with that seller, uh, sellers know a lot about their business, but they never take that time to sit down and create their SOPs. And that in and of itself is adds a tremendous amount of value 
in that business. And so the funny thing about our process is we'll sit down with that seller. We make them agree to take us through training and I'll have a, an assistant that's basically downloading everything that's in their head and organizing it into this uh, folder of, of information so that when I sell the business, you know, I'm adding some more things after I get into the business. But a lot of stuff they already knew and are telling us. So number one is while I own the business, I'm able to run it. Uh, and I'm, I'm figuring out, hey, here's something that we need to add in there and, and all that. And a lot of times I'm still going back to the, the previous owner and uh, getting that information from them. And when I go to sell that business, I'm able to sit across from my buyer and say, listen, you know, I know you're looking at a lot of businesses. I know you probably have some concerns about this business. Tell me what your biggest concerns are. And they may say, well, you know, one of my 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 biggest concerns and I got to just be honest with you is I'm worried about this manager leaving. You know, yeah, you've got a great manager. Everything looks great. But if that manager leaves and everything falls on me, that's going to be a nightmare. And I can say that's a very valid concern. Turn to the employee section in the SOP folder and go to manager and you'll see that, you know, we tell you exactly if the manager leaves. Here's who to temporarily mm-hmm. replace her with. You know, if they, if um, uh, you're going to hire somebody else, here's the where you want to advertise for this kind of employee. Here's the actual ad uh, that you want to put in there. And here's the, the copy that you're going to use. And here are the things that you want to look for, the questions that you want to ask, the training that you want to do once you pick them out. All those things are, are broken down. Or they say, you know, I'm really worried about the marketing when it comes to this business. Well, let's go to marketing. And, you know, here are the things that we've tested. Here's the thing the previous owner tested. Here's what worked, what didn't, what you may want to try, recommendations for the future. And, and when you can do that and quench any of those burning concerns that they have, you skyrocket to the top of their list. And essentially what you're doing is we know people will pay sometimes six-figure franchise fees to a franchisor simply because they've got a system figured out. And they still have to go and go work the business and get it started from scratch and all that. And so we're handing them not only the that franchise-like system, but we're saying the business is already here. And that's why we're able to sell a business at a huge premium. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, actually, I love it and I hate it. So let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you why I love it and I yeah, hate it. Yeah. I love it because you know the process that you just walked us through is just incredible, and um, you know it, it obviously would make any business more valuable. And it's what you know everyone should be working to get in place in their business while they're running it, so they can enjoy the results and outcomes of it. What I hate about it is you just added thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of value to this business at the point at which someone's selling it and they they unfortunately because they didn't come across you earlier on in their career um you know could have probably made a, a whole lot more and done a whole lot better yeah. if they had uh had that that you know direction and and you know put those things in place sooner so it's like getting all the work done on your house right before you put up for market instead yeah. of doing the work while you live there right Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. So everybody listening, listen to the feedback Ace is giving you. He's giving some incredible tips here. I absolutely love it. These are the things that get in place now while you're running and owning your business so that you can make a profit and enjoy the benefits and outcomes. Don't put these things in place when you're ready to shut it down or, you know, sell it off. Make sure that you can enjoy the benefits of being an entrepreneur while you are one. Um, these are awesome, Ace. So I'm going to let you keep rolling. What else do you have yeah, for us? Here? Yeah, yeah. 
People want to buy a business on an uptrend. Oh, yeah. And that is a very obvious thing, but in uh, practice, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. When we're really excited about a business, especially when we're excited about the growth, we have this opportunity. The last thing in our mind is is selling the business. You know, people tend to wait. Mm-hmm. They tend to wait until all, you know, it's that person that I just mentioned that they're completely burnt out. And, and yep. literally, you know, I've talked to the people with really great business. They're just like, I do not want to wake up and have to log in and run that business tomorrow. Like, I am done. Like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And and that's a nightmare for a couple of reasons. Number one is they probably have been burnt out before that for about six months where they were no longer excited. They weren't getting into the business. They weren't growing it. And you're, you're going to see that. That's going to show up in the metrics, whether it's the traffic and, and those kind of things. Because in a business, you need somebody who is strategically tuned in to that business and opportunities and uh, growth strategies and, and those kinds of things. And once you've checked out, you're going to see that that business dwindle down. So the it's kind of a, a, a psychological uh, tactic, but obviously also just a, a a real life tactic because you need psychologically to 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 be in tune with where you are in your business. And as soon as you start to feel like, man, you know, I'm really tired of this thing, you want to start preparing for the exit. And you want to come up with some ideas to kind of pop that growth up a bit so that somebody can see, hey, there's, there's a lot of life in this thing and this this guy is selling at that high point. And it's really interesting. You know, I, I love it. Like we're buying a business right now that, you know, is 20, 25 or so percent above the uh, revenues last month, or I'm sorry, so as revenues in February were um, uh, a little bit lower, and then it popped up 25% in March before we're closing in April. And that's a really great uh, owner. He's actually somebody who's been through our program, has a great business, realized he was getting uh, tired of it, and you know, put in that last little burst to show, hey, this thing does have a ton of life. Yeah. And then you know, we've got somebody else in the network who's who's buying it. So you, the thing that people don't want to buy is you saying, oh no, it really is a great business. I'm just you know out of it. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. That makes total sense. So this this is awesome. And, you know, what I love about uh, our conversation here today, Ace, is, again, you know, it's it's time to take pause for everyone listening, whether you are currently an employee and you're hoping to become an entrepreneur or whether you're a current entrepreneur that's looking to build and grow a profitable business. Or maybe you are an entrepreneur that's been in business for a while and um, is trying to decide what's next for you. You know, looking at the trend line in your income in any one of those three areas is gonna tell you a lot about what's going on with you, what's going on with your life, what's going on with your business, and probably gonna be a pretty key indicator in what changes you wanna make about where you go next. So, you know, what I love about everything that you're teaching us here, Ace, is, you know, it's not just about when that moment comes that you wanna sell, but it's about living life today. It's being in tune with where you're at today, where you wanna be tomorrow, and then planning for these things accordingly, which is, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I call it picking the low-hanging fruit. 
you know, and, and it ties in with that tip. And the next tip I'm going to talk about, when you're picking the low-hanging fruit, a lot of people know, oh, wow, we, you know, there's this huge opportunity in this business to do PPC, to drive traffic, let's say. And we've never taken advantage of it, but you could. And, you know, he, you know the, the, I, I think that it's going to do great. But if you feel like, if you really feel like that, the, Why the more you doing powerful, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the more powerful right? yeah. is to at least say we've already tested some things. It didn't go great. You know, maybe we broke even. We may have even lost some. But, you know, at first we were losing this uh, this much money. Now we've gotten it to break even. We think you're going to be able to take it and, and do more. So you're doing a little bit of that work. But it also comes to play with like opportunities. And so, you know, we bought a business and the guy was talking about the ability to franchise this business. And, you know, it was just this little side statement. So we get this deal done and we're going through just some of the files and, and all that stuff. And we get in and we realize that, yeah, it was the potential to franchise business, but he had already done a lot of the lead work. Mm-hmm. He got the trademark. He'd gotten uh, a lot of the agreement done. He spent some very serious money on this. Now, he didn't sell a franchise. He didn't get any of this. But a lot of that legwork was was um, done. So when we sold the business, we really took a lot of the legwork that he'd already done. But then we packaged it instead of just saying, oh, I think this business could be um, a franchise. You know, there have been some interest in in buy and people who want to franchise and that kind of thing. We're saying, hey, we've got a lot of the work done for you. Here's the trademark paperwork. We've already gotten that done. Here's what the UFOC right. is, is is like, and, and that's done. Uh, here is a list of 10 people who, who've inquired. Not just, oh, you know, I get people to talk to me all the time. They want to buy a franchise. Here's a list of 10 people that could be one of those, at least could be your very first franchisee. Now, we don't want to franchise it because we're not in the business long enough, but he, here's everything you need to get jump started. And yeah. that is real value. Super smart. Love it. Love every single strategy you're bringing here, Ace. This is top notch for sure. So you've given us a lot of really good tips um, about the today, the tomorrow, and and kind of the, the final piece of the puzzle in terms of setting things up to be able to get a, a good price. And what I'd love for you to frame up here, Ace, is the difference between the selling price that you can get for an unhealthy business versus the average going price that you can get in terms of the calculation of you know years of revenue and that type of thing for a healthy business, because I really want to put in perspective for people what this means in terms of their ability to retire comfortably young. Um, And I want to give people some motivation um, and a spark of energy to put that next push into their business because they understand what it really means for them. So (laughs) the tough thing about this, you know, and the tough conversation that I have to have with a lot of business owners is like you said, there there are only three options. You know, mm-hmm. either you're gonna pass the business down, you're gonna sell it, or you're gonna shut it down. Right. Yeah. And we all know the statistics, and uh, a lot of those businesses that that actually shut down were providing a, a decent living for for somebody, but they didn't have a lot of these things in place. And mm-hmm. part of this is just the fact that there are. Um, uh, there's not a widespread knowledge that you can go out and buy existing profitable businesses. Um, the, the, the upside is that it's 
actually really easy to set yourself apart. So if you take some of these, uh, I mean, literally, if you just do the five things that we've talked about so far today, and I, I'm going to throw in one more before we jump off. But if you take the things that we talk, to, talk about today and you start to implement those, you're going to be in the top 1% of businesses under $3 million. So if you've got a business that's worth less than $3 million and you do these things, you will set yourself apart. And it's just like inventory. Yep. You know, it's any anything else. Um, you know, if, if you have the very best product on the market, it's going to be a lot easier to sell it. The downside is that, you know, 80% of the businesses that come on the market just don't sell at all. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like either mm -hmm. you're in the top 20% and, you know, that's doing a lot of the basic things that we talk about. We want to get you to the top 1% where you're able to sell at a, a great premium. But if you're not doing any of these things, you're probably going to end up in the in the 80%. And that just means selling for zero. You yeah. know, so it's the difference between being eight. You know, it's not even like the difference in the price. It's just, you know, shutting the business down and walking away uh, or being able to sell it, at a, sell at a good price and, and hopefully selling at a premium. So I, I know we got to jump off. I want to throw in one more before we, we wrap up. And that is starting today thinking about who your potential buyers are. So like I said a second ago, if you're thinking about your business like a sellable asset or a sellable product, really, you should always be in the market to sell. You should always be thinking about, you know, who is a potential buyer for my uh, business. And quite honestly, I love um, having lunch with those people, meeting with those people and, and talking to them. And you either find one or two things. Sometimes you they want to sell their business and, and you can go in and grow your business a, a lot quicker and be able to sell at a higher amount, especially if you're taking some of these strategies and these simple things that you can implement in their business and increase the, you know, you can buy it low, implement some of these things and increase the price of both of y'all's business and, and be able to sell and, and have a bigger exit. Um, or you, you may find that one of those folks wants to actually buy your business. And so you're, you, you get people that come into the business or you have people that reach out. And even while you're not thinking about selling your business, you should be keeping that database and, and just, you know, not even having to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell, but just spreading the word that, you know, one day I, I'm going to sell this business. I, I, if you know anybody that may be in the market to buy a business, I'd love to just start a conversation with them. It, it, it's not today, but it's something that I know one day I want to do. And I'd love to know what they look for in a business and so that you can build something that they want to buy. And it's almost like this custom order thing. So when I'm in a deal, I know who my buyer is and I'm building that business. You know, what are your concerns? Like I go in the business and I fix that. Super smart, super smart, Ace. I mean, every person that's tuning into this today should be walking away with like rock solid action steps that they can be focused on right here and now that are gonna increase their income, make them better business owners, help them chart their course for success and certainly position themselves for a successful sale at the end of the day if that's what they're looking to do. So thank you so much. Um, I do wanna talk a little bit before we wrap about this deal makers weekend that you're doing and I want you to share with everybody like what is that all about and how can people learn more? 
Yeah. So right now we're going on a, actually a worldwide tour, which is kind of cool. We're going to hit up London and Dubai, uh, all over the U.S. We got one coming up in a couple of weeks in uh, Vegas. And basically this is to spread the word about this concept of, of buying businesses, building these sellable assets and eventually exiting. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, there's a lot of focus on the entrepreneurial skill set. And we're kind of spreading this dealmaker skill set, which is knowing how to find great businesses and get them at a, a great price and knowing how to build assets that you're going to be able to sell. And so if, they, if folks want to find out more about that, they can visit dealmakersweekend.com. Love it. Absolutely fantastic. Ace, thank you for being incredibly generous and serving and sharing so much great information with the listeners today. We will certainly provide all of your information, the link to learn more about the Dealmakers Weekend and where to get in touch with you in the show notes and when we promote it on social media. So thank you for being an incredible guest today. Thanks for having me on, Kelly. You got it. All right. And for everybody listening, that is a wrap. If you haven't taken the time to download and subscribe to Unstoppable Success Radio so you're notified every time a new episode is released, make sure you take the time to do that now. Hit pause on the phone that you're listening to this episode with right now and go ahead and do that. And if you want more great tips on how you can explode the profits in your business and catapult your success, all you have to do is text the word IGNITE to 44222 to join Join my mailing list for more. Thanks so much for everybody for listening today. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. To get exclusive access to Kelly's free video and audio trainings to explode your business growth, simply visit kellyroachcoaching.com and join her email community for resources she only shares there. If you love today's episode of Unstoppable Success Radio, pass it along to a friend, colleague, or client that may benefit from the content. Until next time, dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen.